Welcome to the Church on a Hill podcast with Tim Severs and Pastor Corey from Palouse Federated Church in Palouse, Washington. We're glad you could join us. It's good to be back on the podcast again. Uh, welcome back, Pastor Corey. I like to say that like it's... Has it been a long you know, time? Yeah, it's been a week. You know, oh, okay. Welcome back. <laughs> it's been a week. It's been a week. It's uh, been a week, yes, but uh, it's good to be back. It is good, good to be with you. We're here in the... The Palouse, it's not snow-covered. It's its threatening to snow soon, which that would be nice, I think, to have a nice majestic covering of snow. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, you know, I hate this time of winter where it's just brown. Um, muddy. Yeah, muddy. Rain. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like the mud to firm up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my bus doesn't get stuck in the mud. <laughs> Did your bus get stuck in the mud? No, it didn't get stuck, but uh, I, I worried about it in one particular place that it was going to get stuck in the mud. Yeah. So I don't want to be out there trying to figure that out. And and I just like the fresh, clean snow, you know, that brightens things up a little bit. Makes it, certainly, it certainly does. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, it is the Advent season. We're approaching Christmas. Right. And so we got some things to talk about. We had a great Christmas program the other night. Lots of joy, lots of cuteness on display. Uh, but that's in the past. That's in the rear was, view now. Was the donkey cute? There was, was a semi-cute donkey. I think okay. he's in his 30s. Yeah. Yeah, one of our Sunday school teachers and youth uh, leaders extraordinaire, Mark Sawyer, was dressed up in a donkey costume. I guess we could say it was cute. It yeah. was kind of cute. Yeah. Some people think he's cute. I didn't. But anyway, uh, that was in the past, and that was joyous. Uh, We have our Evenings of Peace. Our last one is coming up Thursday night. Uh, So hopefully if you're listening to this before and you're in town or nearby, come to Holy Trinity Chapel anytime between 6 and 8 p.m. and experience the Evening of Peace. As we've said before, it's not really a program. There's not a message. There's just a space and there'll be some prompts written, stuff you can read to lead you into prayer or thought. Um, no matter how religious you are, it doesn't matter. Just try it out. Yeah. Uh, I unfortunately cannot attend this one. I've had something had on rough, my schedule each time. Yeah. So, uh, But I think they're a great idea. And I've had a lot of people um, tell me they're very thankful for these evenings of peace. So th- this Thursday night... Uh, at the Holy Trinity Chapel, 6 to 8 p.m. What's the other big uh, uh, Christmas event around the corner? We have Sunday worship. We have Sunday worship, yep. And that's close to Christmas. It is. 9 and 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Yep, and And 1.30 p.m. at Bishop Place in in Pullman. Pullman. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, and we also have uh, Christmas Eve services coming up. What day are they on uh, this year? they're, They're on... This December 24th. Yeah, Isn't that yeah, interesting? Yeah, yeah, every year. December 24th, which is Christmas Eve. Uh, they are at, we have one at 1.30, actually, at Bishop Place. Oh, wow, that was a curveball. Uh, so I, I'd I, forgotten I, that. I know. I, so <laughs> if, that, to be clear, that's 1.30 in Pullman. In Pullman, Place. yes, at yeah. Bishop Place. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a service we do have there. a Bishop Orchard in Garfield, but we never have services we there. We haven't, no. Yeah. We, so this is Bishop Place in Pullman. Bishop Place in Pullman. Yeah, yeah. one thirty. You're gonna do uh, candles, or are they not really? I'm candle not doing crowd? the candle thing, but uh, maybe some light bulbs. Maybe. maybe. <laughs> I just I didn't want to go through the rigmarole of getting uh, approval for candles. You know. Oh I just, wow! Yeah. We OSHA. do we do do the Advent candles there, but um, you know everybody holding candles in that room, and if it. That's just more risk. Okay. I don't know. Moving on. Anyway, uh, 1.30 p.m. In, at Bishop Place in Pullman or here in Palouse at 7 or 11 p.m. You can join us for a wonderful Christmas Eve service. 
music and scripture, a brief message, and um, one of our traditions to uh, end in silent night and raise the, the candles, and then uh, also to ring the bell and welcome in, uh, welcome Christ. To yeah, you. ring the bell. Yeah, ring yeah. the bell. So, Ringing Christmas. That's I love one of my favorite it. parts. It is. And and I love that even at midnight we do that. Yeah. Heck yeah, we do. So, yeah. Sorry, neighbors, but <laughs> no, it's uh, part do. of... Uh, it's, it's symbolic of the good news. Yeah, that we That the good news of God coming into the world through his son is is stronger than death and the difficulty in this world. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you want to read that in poetic form, go read Longfellow's poem, which turned into a song... I heard the bells on yeah. Christmas Day. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, you know, it and just the, the bells reminds me that uh, Dennis Greiner um, did a, a talk last Wednesday about Christmas traditions yeah. and symbols, I think. Um, and I, I, I wasn't here for it, but I listened to the recording of it, and, and he talks about all the different, sim- well, maybe not all of them, but a whole bunch of Christmas symbols right. and traditions and uh, bells is one of them and if you're interested in hearing what Dennis had to say about that you should go to our website pollutionchurch.org click on resources and sermons and it's not really a sermon but that's where it's listed and look for it's a study uh, yeah a study I'm gonna go and listen to that because it's really cool I need to uh, learn from Dennis he's a great teacher he is yeah experienced teacher over 40 years in education and Wiser than you and I, yes. maybe combined, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably, um, and a great Christian man, and yeah. he pinch hit for me last week at the Wednesday study, and I'm glad we recorded that. I need to go listen. So, yeah. blueschurch.org under resources, and you'll find it there. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. just wanted to remind everybody to check that out. Good. Yeah. That was a good good call. Then. So, I think that covers yeah. our events. We do have an epiphany. We, we said 7 and 11 p.m., 7 right? and 11 p.m. Yeah, on yeah. Christmas Eve, which is December 24th. You can come as you are. It's a 40-minute service, usually 40, 45 minutes. Uh, good Christmas carols. The scriptures, the key Christians, uh, Christmas scriptures uh, are read. And uh, we light the Christ candle and, and pass the light, uh, and we sing Silent Night uh, to candlelight. So yeah, it's always really special. Yeah, and uh, you know you you don't have to attend here. You don't have to be a member here to participate in anything that we offer. Um, if if you have company coming in from out of town and uh, you want to come for a Christmas Eve service, you should do that. You should bring them bring them all with you and and uh, just. Uh, enjoy that time together as a family, as a community, as we gather to welcome and, uh, Christ. And if you're at home um, and maybe you couldn't be with family this year or there's just a couple of you or you're by yourself, come and be with people. You know, yeah. if you're listening to this, uh, Christmas is not a um, festive time for everybody. Yeah. Even though you might think about the joy of the Christ child coming, maybe it doesn't feel festive and happy and and so i get that we get that come and just be with folks and have a time of celebration um uh, for that evening it'll be good for you and um yeah we're going to talk in a separate podcast about the the dark dark side of the holidays a little bit of the darker struggles that some folks have at this time but but i just want to say it's open to all as tim already said and don't feel like you have to be in the mood to come because it, um, we don't require that of a worship service. No, and this is no. really just a special worship service. 
uh, you're not required to have a smile on your face to enter the door. Um, you're not required to have your family with you to enter the door. Um, come as you are, whatever you're wearing and whatever you're going through. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great encouragement and a good word. Thank you. Um, so we are, um, you know, we every week we talk about uh, our, our sermon uh, that's coming up. Um, and, and we're in the middle of a series called A Perfectly Imperfect Christmas. Uh, and so we've been talking about that for a couple of weeks now. And this week we're um, appropriately picking up the story uh, with Jesus's birth. And we're going to be in the second chapter of Luke, uh, verses 1 through 7. Is, is, am I remembering right? Yeah. That's right. Luke You're 2, right 1 on. through yeah. 7. And, um, and, it's, and our sermon is called The Perfectly Imperfect Beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that's, at least from our human perspective, when we look at what's going on here in the story, we say, oh, that's just all messed up. <laughs> and maybe we don't know how messed up it really is. If we haven't taken time to really consider the words and the story that's told in the scripture, we might just gloss over the imperfection and jump to the joy and the excitement, which is often the case inside of uh, Christmas. But, <coughs> excuse me, I'm sorry, listeners, you have to endure that. <laughs> he, he's had a cold, folks, and, and he's wearing a rather comfy-looking sweater right now. And I, I, I can't believe we've... Waited to almost ten minutes to mention this. It's got a zipper and it looks like it's about four inches thick and uh, it's got a hood. Is that a hood or no? Just no, a, just a collar. A super uh, collar. We're going to call that collar. Oh my gosh! Maybe there's not. a name for it. Did your wife knit this? No, Joanne knit it for Aww. me. Is yeah. this brand new? It's brand new. Yeah, well, I just this is got awesome. it on Sunday. I am not making fun of this. No, no, Joanne no, 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 no. It is an awesome sweater. Yeah, yeah it's very. It warm. looks like you paid. Two hundred dollars at Land's End for it. That's what probably, it looks like. yeah. But you but didn't. I didn't. You had a church <coughs> member give it to you. I did. Yeah. That is cool. And uh, it's very toasty. It's actually a coat, um, and and she was joking with Tracy on Sunday morning and said Tim has to wear this every time I see him, and wow. I knew she was going to be here for Bible study this morning, and so I made sure to wear it. That's cool. So and, and wow, and it's yeah. got deer on it. I think uh, we think caribou. Caribou. It's a Canadian pattern, uh, hence the maple leaves on the arm and everything oh, wow. so um Those we think are... because caribou are a big thing in canada maybe that's what it is okay <laughs> tim's got a cough a bit <coughs> while he's doing that we'll just say that the the imperfect uh the perfectly imperfect beginning and what we're trying to say here is there was one perfect christmas the original right. christmas and as we look at the original christmas it has all these things that look like imperfections, uh, people who don't respond maybe as we'd expect, or or why would God entrust his Christ child to a, to a virgin teenage mom, you know, like what kind of plan is that? And yeah. So we've been considering all aspects of these, the dads that were involved, the moms that were involved, and now just kind of looking at the, the beginning of how this young couple, Joseph and Mary, had to travel all the way from Nazareth down to Bethlehem in the confusion of, of um, a big bureaucratic government event that was going on. And and Mary's pregnant and, you know, that's they have a baby and they 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 don't even have really a permanent place to stay. They're, I yeah. guess you could say, temporarily homeless. Yeah. Uh, they soon after this will become refugees from their own land. They'll head right. to Egypt. So built into the, the birth stories, the child stories of the of Christ are, are homelessness, uh, refugee, 
realities, um, you know, being probably their parents probably being socially isolated and rejected from their own families because of this this pregnancy that, you know, the outsiders would have been scoffing if they heard Mary's story. We don't know who she shared it with. Uh, Obviously, Joseph got let in on the details. um, But, you know, it just seems like a from the outside, like a mess, you know? Uh, and yet God was using all these things that look like a mess to bring his plan together. Right, right. Uh, it's pretty cool, including prophecies, like hundreds of year old prophecies. Yeah. One from Micah 5, I think, that said the Christ child, the, the line, uh, the, the king from David's line uh, would be born in uh, Bethlehem. Right, yeah. And here, God uses a Roman census um, to orchestrate that happening. Yeah. It's pretty pretty cool, but it looks chaotic from it the does, outside. It does, yeah. Yeah, it does. But uh, as, you, as you said, it is the, the perfect, the first perfect Christmas, the only perfect Christmas that yeah. we've ever had. But we all, so. it seems like sometimes us parents maybe, and sometimes grandparents, um, and maybe a fiancé or something, sometimes you get in these positions where, for the sake of the kids or for the sake of the household or my my beloved, I'm, I'm, I want this Christmas to be perfect, yeah, and I want yeah. the perfect gift, and we chase this idea of perfect feelings or the perfect holiday experience, and I'm not against fun at the yeah, holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not everybody gets that, but, you know, I think we need to take a big breath and a big step back and say, perfection was already achieved. Uh, And whatever I do to celebrate it or um, give something to my wife or make something happen for our kids, uh, it should all, as Christians, it should all really point to the original perfect Christmas. And, and, um, yeah. But I really, I think one of the things I'm coming to appreciate about... uh, about the the the, story, the first Christmas story as we've been reading it is, um, you know, trying to not, I guess, not gloss over the truth of what's going on and the reality of what's going on, um, and and focus, you know, just on the joy to the world and the happy stuff and and all of that, but that God meets, God meets us in a very messy way. Uh, and just in the midst of all the all the questions and the difficulty and and the challenges that we face, I mean, then a baby is born. Yeah, and and you brought and, up one yesterday at the end of our work day, uh, if there is such a thing. But anyway, uh, <laughs> it, it, you read a quote from Barclay, a commentary writer, yeah. about reflecting about there being no room at the end. Yeah, and how. Yeah. You know, the only place the world eventually gave Christ room was on the cross, yeah, essentially. Yeah. And, you know, so God orchestrated in the original perfect Christmas this very imperfect reality that his parents had to find makeshift housing to give, for Mary to give birth. Yeah. You know, That's, and as far as we know, Joseph is the midwife, quote unquote, yeah, because yeah. it doesn't say anybody else was there. Uh, you know, so, but. I think he did that on purpose. purpose, I think, I mean, we need to look and God wanted this perfect birth to involve them not finding a place, a normal place of comfort or a 
a family home. And we can debate about what part of a building it was or what it was in a cave, yeah. but it's obvious that it was not ideal. Right, right. yeah. And um, But just because it wasn't ideal doesn't mean that God... He didn't make a mistake. He did that on purpose. So yeah. why... Thinking about why, why did he yeah. want the perfect original Christmas for the Christ child to be born in an inconvenient place yeah. or not in a, a perfect home setting. What do you think? Why? What are some of the things we oh, can learn from yes. that? Well, you know, I... You know, the Barclay quote really hit me. And I, I when we talked about it yesterday, I said, you know, we I've been living with it for a couple of days before I even shared it with you. And just this question of... so. There was no room for Jesus in the inn. Uh, Barclay suggested that the only place the world then found room for him was on the cross. But the challenge then for us is, have I made room for Jesus? Uh, do I make room for Jesus each day of my life? Um, and then live my life accordingly? And I think that's a big question for me that we can, that I had not, I mean, I've considered that question before, you know. <laughs> but but Bar- the way Barclay put it really put it into uh, perspective for me and helped me focus my attention on that. And I think it's something I really needed. Um, also that God's plan doesn't always look like the way we would maybe want it to look. I mean, Mary, if if she's like any normal mom, you know, in our society, we we want to have the perfectly... You know, when when we had our kids, I, I don't know about you, but it was all a big deal to, like, have a birth plan and all this kind of stuff. It was ridiculous. It was like, oh, we're going to plan out the birth of the baby. Okay, and be, you... be careful. It's not ridiculous, is it? No, no, no. no, no it's okay, not ridiculous. No, no, no. Just, you're going into those territories where well, you say things well, that just, get you in trouble. I know, I know, I know. You just, just said just let me... birth plans are ridiculous. I, I, okay. I know. Because, okay, okay, because, because I'm listen. Just, okay. okay. Go ahead. The go ahead. babies don't follow the birth oh, plan. Oh, I see. That part is ridiculous. They don't. I mean, we, we created this plan, and it's like, oh, it's going to go just like this. Oh, and then, you know, Ainsley turns... Uh, uh, what did they she turned breach or whatever and then oh, yeah. we had to do a c-section and then the plan was out the window yeah, it was like yeah, nothing yeah. went the way it was supposed to yeah, go yeah. um and so we have this idea of how things should and you know we wanted to have you know maybe our birth in a hospital that's pretty common that not everybody does that that's okay but that's pretty common in our culture today they didn't have that in mary's culture but she probably would have wanted to have her baby at home with a midwife somebody she knew to help help it along and and that's not the way that God made it work. It did not go as you would have wanted it to go. I mean, nobody wants to give birth in a in a place that's not familiar and comfortable with people around them who they know and trust and and and, and we don't have every detail, but it's not I don't I think we would be safe to assume that it's not how Mary anticipated probably not uh, giving she birth probably and, heard or been around birth in right, her yeah. family or the village and this would have been out of the norm. Yeah. Uh, but or, yeah. But God was in it and working through it and 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 as difficult as it was, as challenging as it was, um, it was important and good for it to happen that way. And sometimes we experience difficulties in our life that aren't the way that we would like it to go, but God is orchestrating those things for our good and for yeah. our benefit. Yeah, so the I've been thinking about that a lot. And the, the lyric in Joy to the World, and there's a couple other Christmas hymns I think that have lyrics involving the Make Him Room, is let every heart prepare him room. Right. And I agree and I disagree. Uh, because I, I think the lesson is God had to 
make room in the world and he came into this world that would receive him not but he came anyway and then we have to believe that he loves us that much it's um and and so part of the christmas message is he came to us while we didn't make him room to save us from being people who don't make him room so christmas is not just make a little room for jesus uh, and that's not how that lyric wants to be understood it's god came into a world who would not give him room in space so that he could rescue us from sin and death, so that he could make a room for us in heaven where we could live with him forever. And and I think what Christmas is sometimes, how we do it is, I'll make him a little Christmas room. Oh, okay, yeah. During the Christmas season particularly, and be a little bit religious, and I'll keep Jesus as a pet, and I'll have nice feelings about Jesus, yeah. and make him a little room, and give him a little space in my inn, so to speak, or a little space in my stable, and... That's not actually what happened in the story. Right. He kind of had to force himself into this world in a sense uh, and, and make room in this world uh, that wouldn't, wouldn't really receive. Nobody really paid attention unless God made his angels pay attention to what was happening. Um, so prepare him room isn't good enough. He, he, he came. We need to die to ourself, to the God who came to make us a, a, a home in heaven. Um, don't make him a little room in your heart. Give it. Give your whole heart to him yeah. because he gave his full son to you. Uh, so I like the lyric. I get, I get what it's making us think about. But I think what Barclay said is better. We, he came to a people who wouldn't really give him any space, and he knew that, and he, he came knowing that he'd end up on a cross. Yeah. And he did that all so that... One day we could be with him in eternity forever. So, Amen. okay, I started preaching again, and that's usually know, when we that's, know we got to stop. That's, that's when, yeah, yeah, we yeah, don't yeah, want to give anything yeah. for the rest of the story. <laughs> got to show up on Sunday. <laughs> I don't uh, even know if I'm going to say that on Sunday. So. Yeah, yeah, we never know. But yeah, um, yeah come and uh, join us as we continue continue to consider these these questions and this this story. Uh, we've got three more. You know, including this Sunday, three more weeks of our perfectly imperfect Christmas yeah, end series. Yeah, January. We end on uh, Epiphany, um, which is January 6th. So uh, join us for this journey. And, and uh, as we ask questions and consider the story of Jesus' birth in a new, and maybe not new, but a, a different way than maybe we, we usually interact with the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, like you said, I think that's about all the time we have. So thank you all for listening. This has been Tim and Corey coming to you from our Hilltop studio in the rolling hills of Palouse, Washington, wishing you a happy third week of Advent. And, and if you get a chance, wear a nice sweater. It's wear a, good, a nice sweater. We're both wearing sweaters. We are. Merry Christmas. Be warm. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs>